Glory to God, to Jesus be all the praise and glory. Amen. Jesus is the Lord God Almighty. He's alive. The Lord is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. Humans were born to fellowship with Him. Those who make it to heaven will fellowship with Him for eternity. Amen. Lord, I bless those listening and I believe with them You'll reveal Your glory to them. Send out laborers, Lord, into the harvest fields in the Middle East, starting in Egypt and Turkey and the um, Iran, Iraq. 450 million people in the Middle East. In Jesus' name, Amen. Send out laborers in Jesus' name, Amen. This is Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim. Jesus Christ is everything that someone dreams of. His presence and glory is so wonderful that it for even for all eternity his presence and glory will be beyond human words for all eternity. And so when someone meets Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, they will naturally automatically um walk with Him and do all the things that God wants us to do. Um, They will serve Him, learn from Him, serve Him with joy and gladness. What a privilege just to know Him. Um, It's actually the greatest privilege for a human being is to know the Lord God Almighty. And so they will, and there's so much more, they will um, learn from Him walk with Him, worship Him, praise Him, seek Him, much, much more. And they will move into the mysteries. They will be living the mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven, which also are really beyond words. Amen. There are humans have many misconceptions about the Gospel. There's many things that, that people do not realize, such as the, the one that I just shared, that Jesus is everything that they dream of. There's many other things like that. And we can go directly to the Bible. And famous Scriptures in Proverbs, it says there's the way that seems right to a man. In the end, it's the way of death. And, and really, Jesus revealed, well, let's just go right to His words. In Matthew 7.13, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. But how narrow is the gate and constricted is the way that leads to life, and there are few who find it. I want to read something from the book, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter. This is Jesus speaking. He said, quote, this is on page 94, I came to save all men. I desire that all who are lost will repent and call upon my name. It is not my will that any should perish but have everlasting life. Sad to say, most will not repent of their sins before they die and they will go to hell. But the way to heaven is the same for all people. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. You must come to the Father in my name and repent of your sins 
You must sincerely give your heart to God and serve Him. So, what we have recorded in the Gospels in Matthew 7.13, Jesus here speaks about it further, you know, again. Um, and that's an example of, of how humans, um, we all fall short of the glory of God, but humans have misconceptions and misperceptions about uh, about many things. And so most people don't realize how important it is that they get saved, that they find Jesus as Lord and Savior. Their eternity depends on it. Most people, Jesus here revealed, and most people don't get saved. I mean, to think that a human's most important decision, really, without a doubt, is their, their decision between God, Jesus Christ, and self. And yet, most people make the incorrect decision. That, that's just one example. People have mis, total misconceptions about what heaven is like. Heaven's glorious beyond description in so many different ways. Many people don't realize that the Holy Spirit is God and that He, he is Jesus Christ unlimited and that His glory and majesty just so wonderful. Just like somehow it has been hidden from from most of the world, even from most believers, even probably every believer starts out. Uh, if we go by Jesus' words, they start out in the in the born again phase. They don't understand His glory yet. They just don't understand it. They they don't they have no concept of the of the fact that his, the, of the glorious splendor of His Majesty. And that's why heaven is so wonderful. It's filled with His presence, but also it's, it's just this fascinating subject that everything in heaven is literally made from His glory. You know, people who have been to heaven describe... Um, you know, again, it's a planet. It's there's land and and the crystal sea, the river of life. It's a planet, and and so people are walking around. They're on the ground, in their body, uh, in their spiritual body, in the likeness and image of God, and it's a it's a great outdoors. Uh, someone who's been there described and said it's a great outdoors. Uh, breathtakingly beautiful. Um, you know the the trees and and literally the birds are are almost like praising God and um, what what I'm in the neck what I'm trying to describe right now the reason it's impossible to describe is because again I, I want to repeat again and again. His presence and glory is beyond human words. Jesus Christ, when He was a man on the earth, never tried to put it um, into human words. When He, in, in all of His teachings that we have, as far as I know, 
we know that he taught in parables to the public and he never he he said the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god is like this it's like that he never actually he didn't even try to put it into words probably because it's beyond words Everything in heaven is literally beyond human words and, and, and beyond human description. So what I'm trying to do, that's why I'm kind of faltering and it's impossible to put into words what heaven is really like. Even the Apostle Paul in the Bible, it says, I saw things that are just... Um, you know, he didn't try to put it into words. Again, um, he had an experience in heaven. But back to what I was saying... Um, I'm trying to give a, a, a general overview that, that in heaven, and let's remember, it's a massive planet fully so big that, that it easily can, can have the 30 to 40 billion saints who are in heaven now, all with homes on their property. They have uh, also homes in in the country. Now, I don't know if all of them have that, but people who have been to heaven say that. People also have a home in the country. And they... Okay, so 30 to 40 billion saints and billions upon billions innumerable glorious angels. With... with okay, so it's this this beautiful nature with trees and mountains and hills and green grass they say that's just perfect every blade is perfect and the, the trees are loaded with beautiful fruit people say that the fruit is copper colored and when you eat it it's just delicious and then it just there's no cleanup it's just instantly everything in heaven's perfect there's no um nothing decays nothing everything is vibrantly alive Again, the birds are singing these beautiful songs. The flowers almost... Um, the flowers are alive. Like literally, again, vibrantly alive. Um, these are just minor aspects of heaven. You understand? No, I shouldn't say minor aspects. The main thing is that they're in... It, heaven is filled with the presence of Jesus. Saints are, and angels are serving God with joy and gladness, um, praising God, and you know, ex continually experiencing His um, Him and His glory, His Majesty, even for all eternity. That's something I want to emphasize. Some one of the biggest misconceptions, probably, is that. People have no concept that heaven is like this. And in fact, people even, it, it's even safe to say most people in the world would think, oh, you know, heaven, it must be, um, who knows what they all believe. Um, but, but even we as believers sometimes think, huh, is it a, well, we just have misconceptions about it. So that's why I'm trying to state and, and just present based on my study of, of, of those people who have had experience, experiences in heaven and they have come back to write about it.
end. Okay, here's another aspect. Saints live forever in glory in the prime of life. 33 years old. Perfectly in the image and likeness of God with absolutely no sadness. Always uh, complete, complete happiness, joy, peace, fulfillment, contentment, fully satisfied. That's what Jesus Christ does. He spoke about that in His teachings. Fully satisfied. They never will hunger or thirst for all eternity. They will... Um, completely perfect. No pain, no sorrow, no sadness, no tears. God wipes away every tear. Imagine... Um, okay, and then saints, in addition to that, will live in a home, a beautiful home. Now, as far as we know, they are mansions. And people who have been to heaven say that. That they are mansions. Okay, not just a small home. I mean, these are... Um, and everything is made in the house exactly according to that person's taste and what they like and desire. And angels actually make the homes. Isn't that incredible? I mean, it's just incredible. How could someone say no <laughs> to this? How could someone... I mean, even if somebody has the most difficult life on the earth and it's just awful and it's terrible, I mean, that's something to look forward to. And anyone can... All the... God has completely level the playing field for every person on the earth. All they have to do is believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay, they, they do have to be born again. They have to sincerely give their heart to God. They have to serve Him and stay with Him. That's true, okay? But we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. But it's truly incredible. And also, I want to emphasize that it's a double celebration. It's an eternal celebration. But one aspect of it is that they will be literally in, in, in fellowship with Jesus Christ Himself because the Holy Spirit is God. He is Jesus Christ. Alright? But also, they at times will likely get to actually spend time with Jesus Christ Himself who is in glorified flesh in heaven. You understand that that's a double... It's, I mean, it's just a... It's, it's beyond human words. I'm trying to put it into words because... And I say this with reverence, but because they're in the presence of Jesus, they won't, will not actually have to go and spend time with Jesus Christ, the Son of God and God who is in glorified flesh. It would be, it will be, and in wonderful to do that, right? But and okay, but that leads to also what's available on the earth. The Holy Spirit's fully available to every person on the earth all the time. We act, we actually don't have to wait to get to heaven to be with Jesus Christ. 
Amen. I mean, that that's if there's one takeaway, that would be the one takeaway that I want if someone hears only one thing in this brief message. Literally, God Almighty, Jesus Christ is available to every person. And those who know Him as Lord and Savior have Him within their spirit person and all around them. Amen. Amen. It's just glorious. Uh, let, let me add this to when I, one way to present it to someone is, you know, how would you like to live forever in the glory of God with Jesus Christ, be in the prime of life for all eternity, be perfectly whole and complete and happy and have complete happiness, joy, peace, fulfillment, satisfaction. Um, have no sadness, no sorrow, no pain, no more tears. And never have to sleep or rest. Um, and ever and saints in heaven, there's no gender. So it's all one, everyone's a child of God. Amen. <laughs> I, I, there's a secular song that, that's a popular song actually by a popular group, um, a, re, a, mod, a recent, somewhat recent song. And one of the lines is that it says, heaven is overrated. And that's ridiculous. It's the most underrated place in the universe. Absolutely. And someone may say, well, what do people do in heaven? You know, it's a glorious eternal revelation of the only true God and of Jesus Christ. And one of the, just one secret that, that I'm learning is that God Almighty, the great and awesome God of the universe, serves and helps. In fact, it's almost like that's what He does. Is He serves, He gives, He helps. He, and we, we know this, we, we clearly see this, and it's clearly revealed in Jesus Christ that He does all these wonderful things. So if you want to see a list of the things Jesus Christ does, some of them, on our website, wonderreality.org, there's a list of, um, of some of the things that Jesus Christ does today, that He's always done, that He, that he will always do. And it starts with Jesus loves, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, and it goes on from there. And here's the thing. Let's remember, He is God. He's one with the Father God Almighty. He's the Son of God, but He is literally God Almighty. So whatever Jesus is doing, the Father is doing. Amen. That I do want to, to this week, I want to continue to emphasize, speak about heaven and about hell. And in case, in this message, I don't want to spend much time time, if any, on, on hell, um, but it, the message before this and before, uh, the, I believe the, definitely the message right before this one, if you want to hear about hell, please listen to that message. 
In yesterday's message, I said that I was going to read something and I, I didn't have time to do that and I want to read it right now. One of the themes of and patterns in the book of Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter, even though the book is about hell and it's very sobering and very shocking and even and scary about what hell is like, um, but Jesus reveals it in great detail um, in the in in the book. Um, but even within all of that, one of the themes is God's love and mercy, and that He gave people numerous times to repent, and that's a recurring theme with uh, among the people that Jesus interacted with. There's 19 specific people that he interacted with that are in the book. Um, in addition to the tour of hell and seeing the, 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 the torment that souls are enduring and the horrible suffering and how big hell is and the many, um, at, at times Mary Baxter said, you know, as far as I could see, there were pits. And there's 50 to 60 billion or more lost souls in hell now. So it's a big place. It's, that's almost, sometimes I don't want to focus on the specifics. But here's one example um, of, of one of the 19 people and what Jesus said to her. I'm reading, this is page 59, starting on 59 to 60. Um, Jesus spoke to the woman, While you were on earth... I called and called for you to come to me. I pleaded with you to get your heart right with me, to forgive others, to do right, to stay out of sin. I even visited you in the midnight hour and drew you by my Spirit time after time. With your lips you said you loved me, but your heart was far from me. Didn't you know that nothing can be hidden from God? You fooled others, but you could not fool me. I sent still others to tell you to repent, but you would not listen. You would not hear, you would not see, and in anger you turned them away. I placed you where you could hear my word, but you would not give your heart to me. You were not sorry, nor were you ashamed of what you were doing. You hardened your heart and turned me away. Now you are lost and forever undone. You should have listened to me. So we see here, this is like numerous times. <laughs> you almost lose count of how many times Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and God gave this person opportunities to repent. And so, I mean, it's just amazing as I'm rereading this book, even though I've read it before, and, and that's what I'm continually seeing, is that with several of these people, um, He gave them numerous times. I mean, in this one, well, also the, another theme is that Jesus several times was weeping as He walked on to the next person that they would interact with. And um, His great sorrow was on His face and His sadness and He was just... Uh, sadness was on his face. He, I mean, just he wept. I mean, to think that if anyone doubts God's love and mercy, you know, that, that's one of the biggest objections 
likely is, is just the whole issue of hell and people just wonder how in the world could there be uh, a place like that and, and you know, I mean, they just go on and on with the objections. Well, there had to be a place for the enemy and his fallen angels because they're eternal. That's how powerful God is. That's something that I've learned in recent times. God is so powerful. Every angel, every human he creates are eternal. Again, that's another thing that people don't realize or, or believe. Even if someone doesn't believe it, their body and soul will exist for eternity. I mean, that, that's, a, that, that, that's an incredible revelation. But angels are eternal also. So there had to be a place. God withdrew Himself from the place that is hell. It's in the center of the earth. And, and here's what's fascinating. Bill Weiss, who's been to hell, okay, his book is 23 Minutes in Hell. He, I got, he said this. I, I, I got this from him. God withdrew Himself from hell, and that's why there's nothing good there. And it's also this place of fire. And it reveals, again, how wonderful God is and how His love and His goodness and His, His love, His mercy, His goodness, His graciousness, that every good and perfect gift comes from Him. If we listed you know, hundreds of things that are good and beneficial and perfect that humans... Uh, partake of, you know, and, and, and receive and experience, God gave, gave all of them to those people, to every person. I mean, that, that's a powerful Scripture. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Isn't that incredible? I mean, I mean the more we get to know Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God, the more we realize that. That that, that Scripture alone, it's, it's in James 1.17. I mean, how powerful. Every good and perfect gift. That means every good and perfect gift for every person. Including unbelievers. Including people who, who curse God and curse Jesus Christ. Even if they do that, He's so merciful that He forgives them for speaking. I mean, Jesus said that. If anyone speaks against the Son of Man, they will be forgiven. <laughs> I mean, it's like automatically. I mean, it's almost like... Let's look at Jesus' words again. If anyone speaks against the Son of Man, they will be forgiven. <laughs> So we, we see that, you know, and this explains why there's a hell. Now really, we should not object. We should not cross-question God in any way. That's what Reinhard Bonnke said. But people do. But there's an answer of why there's a hell. But, but again, I go back to um, if, if anyone doubts God's love and mercy just read Divine Revelation of Hell. And we see that Jesus Christ, who is one with the Father, He is God, was weeping as He interacted and as He walked on 
giving Mary Baxter the tour of hell after he interacted with these people who were lost in hell and their their suffering is just um, horrible beyond comprehension being burned with fire and they have all of their senses and their senses are much stronger you imagine on the earth if we even just have one small part of our body get burned just a little bit on something hot like a let's say a toaster that we don't know is hot and if we touch it we just oh you know or if we open the oven and and real hot air comes out near our body we just immediately get away from it and that's just those are just things that's not even fire in hell Jesus told Mary Baxter all are burned with fire Mary Baxter saw that these people had flames going up over covering their whole body their skeleton and their flesh was falling off of their skeleton I want to finish on a positive note um, let's just I just want to continue to emphasize the presence of Jesus so wonderful so beautiful he's everywhere on the earth and if someone seeks him with their whole heart they'll find him amen Lord bless the listeners of this podcast these are listeners in the last like about three days some of them bless the listeners Lord in Tunisan, Philippines, Helsinki, Finland, Mytho, Vietnam, Jakarta, shout out to Vietnam, Jakarta, Indonesia, Frankfurt, Germany, Dublin, Ireland, St. Austell in the UK, Lenore and Gujranwala, Pakistan, in Canada, Napanee, Canada, and, and Edmonton, in Bogota, Colombia, in the U.S., in numerous states, in Florida, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Leavenworth, Kansas, Richardson, Texas, in Tennessee, and the West Coast in in Seattle and in Kennewick, Washington State, in Oregon, in California, Los Angeles, Tulare, California. And I want to just mention in the last, this is approximately the last 30 days, um, I, I want to just pray for listeners in the, some of the countries that have listened to this podcast. Lord bless the listeners in the the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Singapore, Japan, Germany, Russia, Ireland, Australia, Netherlands, Greece, Indonesia, Vietnam, France, Brazil, Ukraine, Saudi Arabia, Ghana in Africa, Pakistan, Italy, Mexico, Egypt, Austria, Korea, South Korea, um, Turkey, Belgium, Argentina, Spain, 
India, Poland, Philippines, New Zealand, Iran, Thailand, Colombia, Georgia, Dominican Republic, Lithuania, Sweden, Finland, Malaysia, Hungary, Cote d'Ivoire in Africa, the UAE in the Middle East, Algeria, Denmark, Peru, Switzerland, Chile, and Czech Republic. Bless them, Lord. Um, if they're not saved, save them. If they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, fill them with the Holy Spirit. If they haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, give them that experience. If they... Um, and reveal your glory to them in Jesus' name. Amen. That, please visit wonderreality.org. Thanks for being a listener. And thank you very much to our partners and blessings.